The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I am going to admit that there are a lot of, uh, of of the artists in different genres that I'm not all that familiar with, but I'll bet you Eric Alper is. He is a uh, freelance music publicist. He's a Sirius XM host. He's a music guru. He puts on tons of awesome pictures on his Instagram uh, feed that I follow that uh, take you back in the history of music. Eric's joining us now live here on 630 Chad Afternoons. How are you? Started late, dude. I think it just ended like 15 minutes ago. It it, it was almost like a 24-hour show. I watched the entire nine hours of the Grammys, and I feel like I should be getting my own Grammy just so for was, watching it the, the entire thing. There was the major part that was broadcast, I guess, on TV. But then <laughs> yeah. there was obviously a whole bunch that was uh, done earlier in the day because I didn't see any yeah. of that. Yeah, they they gave away 68 awards during the day, and then they left about eight for the broadcast of it, and that's where you saw pretty much a woman's night all around mm-hmm. and long overdue. You know, you mentioned Beyonce breaking the record for the most Grammy win by a female artist, surpassing Alison Krauss with 28 total. Taylor Swift became the fourth artist and the first woman to win album of the year for the third time. And, of course, her won for Song of the Year with I Can't Breathe. Billie Eilish won for Record of the Year with Everything I Wanted. And Megan Thee Stallion became the first woman rapper to win for Best New Artist since Lauryn Hill back in 1999. So as much as the industry gets a little bit of a stop on the risk for not having enough women in the front lines or being in the producer's chair or the engineer chair, there was certainly a lot of celebration for women last night. And you know what? I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about some of those artists in a moment and some of the performances, but what, what was it about the show, like the, the part that was televised, mm-hmm. uh, that you think was resonating with people more so than, uh, than, than previous awards or other kinds of award shows? Yeah, I, I think one thing that they didn't do um, was they didn't have the new hot artist mixed with the old classic artist, you know, where you would have some, you know, teenage rapper with, you know, the 75-year-old country guy in a song that both of them didn't even write, um, confusing both people. I think what you ended up having yesterday, especially in the first hour and a half, um, was a lot of really authentic, real performances with real instruments. Um, Haim, Harry Styles, the Black Pumas, all performed within the first hour on the same stage, but socially distanced away from one another with real songs that I think were throwbacks. If you love Fleetwood Mac, you'll love Haim. If you love Marvin Gaye, you'll love the Black Pumas. And, you know, if you love Fleetwood Mac and some of the the sweeter sound of the 70s and 80s, well, Harry Styles is your new superstar. The last half of the hour and a half, that was where the Broadway big dozen singers and dancers those were like the massive productions that landed i think with the younger demographic as well so i think you you truly had something for everybody with not a lot of crossover in between and and you know there's always a sort of like the day after or, or even in the moment of it's like uh, some cringeworthy performances usually show up as you know somebody's off key or there's just something went wrong but all of them seem to go off without a hitch they actually seem pretty solid yeah, absolutely. And, and I think because some of it looked like it could have been pre-taped, I don't know how, how you know, how how tight those performances were. Um, but certainly, you know, these were pretty cool professionals that had the ability to, to, to lip sync if they needed to in certain parts of it. But I think the highlights, it seemed, from looking on social media, unfortunately, because it's one of those sad moments, was when they had the tribute to the people 
who had passed away. Mm. Um, Lenny, you know, with Lionel Richie performing on behalf of Kenny Rogers, his decade-long good friend. Um, you had Brandy Carlisle doing an amazing tribute to John Prine. Yeah. And you had... Chris Martin on piano with with you know doing a, a little bit of a tribute to a couple of other performers. So I think that that was where the moments really kind of stood out. I think for especially with the older generation and the older demographic who might be feeling a little bit left out now that hip hop and rap music has taken over the most popular genre of music in terms of listening um, for the first time over rock in like you know the last two years in decades. So. They kind of feel like, you know, we don't really know a lot of the what the charts look like anymore, but there's still a lot of artists that's still creating vital music that might be a little bit older. And, and you know, they have to, they've got to kind of please both people because at the end of it all, the Grammys is really just a television show that's broadcast to the world. I got to tell you, you know, as I was watching it, I sort of I looked over at my wife a couple of times and goes, should I even be watching this? Because just the sexually charged nature of some of the performances, and I know that, that's, <laughs> you know, that's a lot, especially with Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion or, yeah. uh, or Dua Lipa. I mean, like her performance is pretty much in her underwear. So <laughs> you, want to, you want to know what's going to make you feel good, though? What? Your parents said the same thing when Madonna and Britney Spears were kissing on that MTV Video Award back in 2001. Wow. So they were like, this is the end of the world. Two women kissing on a public television show or a breast showing in, in the Super Bowl. It's just another step really into kind of upsetting the older generation, me included. Don't worry, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, how much? Well, so, what's the next generation going to see? <laughs> Just, but you know, I, um, I think the, 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 the they're, they're going to put it. They're going to put a chip into your head, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're not going to be able to change the channel. Yeah, that could happen at some point. <laughs> Jeez. I've been chatting with Eric Alper, who is a music guru. I think that's the easiest way to just uh, reference you. <laughs> I know you have lots of different titles there, uh, Eric, but uh, music guru is what I'm going with. You know what? Some of that. Some uh, that, that yeah, that works. Because I'm sure that my wife is really, really so happy that social media existed because I don't get to bug her with all the little trivia stuff that seeps around in my head like you. Yeah, you can you can bug everybody else and put it on your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever Right, else. exactly. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm feeling like a dinosaur, and uh, <laughs> I think that there may be a few people. And I don't feel Aww. like I've always tried to keep sort of a, you know, a... a, a like watch the different shows, see who's new, figure, try and figure it out. I felt kind of left out. We had a text from from, from Jill who just said, you know, uh, you know, whatever happened to, to rock and roll, I'm not going to watch a, a show that has a bunch of music I don't care about. It, it really like the the times have just completely shifted. It seems, and that uh, people who, as far as rock and roll last night, you had Chris Martin just basically as a piano player, and you had Bruno Mars doing a tribute to uh, to Little Richard, which I thought was awesome. That's that's about yeah, that was rock great. and roll. Oh, I guess high had had a pretty good vibe but that was about it yeah and and you know that the grammys are supposed to be reflective of the time that there's really supposed to hold up a mirror to both what was um huge in terms of sales and also huge in terms of the industry and the critics and you know there's been a number of studies that have shown that by the time that we've reached the age of 33 when the mortgages start to hit and kids start to come and jobs start to be more serious, um, we tend to lose sight of 
the arts around us. We stop listening to new music. We stop going to see new movies. And certainly that hasn't really changed during the pandemic, um, even though that there had been more music that was consumed in the last year than in any other year combined because of just the easy access that we all have to it. The rock music is still out there. You just have to kind of dig a little bit deeper because it's definitely not on the charts and it's probably not really on a lot of radio stations as much as we did when it was growing up. Um, but it is out there and I think that you know, uh, there's, there's always something for everybody but like the Oscars if you're not out there seeing the movies on a regular basis, you're probably thinking the same thing. I've never seen any of these films. Yeah, well, and I was actually going to ask you about that because we're coming off a of Grammy uh, Grammy Awards with with the uh, you know apart from a few of us dinosaurs uh, that it was generally well received by by a, by the certain fan base and the people who watched it seemed to really enjoy it. And then the next day you get all these Academy Award nominations coming out for movies that ninety eight percent of us probably have never seen. I've only actually heard of one of them. Now that could be a reflection of me, but it's also you know it's talk about getting overshadowed by a show the night before with your nominations coming out the next day i almost feel for for for, for movie files it, it, it was a horrible year and, and what's amazing about it is that most films that bomb at the box office still do better revenue than some of the best selling albums of the year um because there's there's so much money involved with with going to see a movie as opposed to you know, the one-time subscription fee that a lot of us now have. Um, so, you know, the, the studies are, are there that we we actually spend more money on movies and, t- and film and, and that kind of form of entertainment. But, you know, it, it, the, the, the getting old part, it, it's to be expected. You know, there's certainly a lot of people in the Grammys that I knew, but I don't think I've really ever listened to. Um, but but I'm okay with that because as you get older, um, you know, without being so philosophical or making people's eyes roll to the back of their head, you know, we're not supposed to care about this stuff. You know, that's not for us. You know, uh, Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion, they're singing about things that are happening to 15 to 25 year olds right now. Um, those are the next generation of music lovers. Those are the next activists. Those are the ones that are changing um, the world with their absolute optimism and and protesting around the world, trying to right the wrongs um, that the previous generation did before. And we've done that for decades. Yeah. So don't really feel so bad. Just know that this is just exactly how it's all supposed to pan out. Well, and we all, you know, you just don't watch it. Right? It's not that big a deal. If, you yeah. don't, if you're not interested, yeah. you're not going to watch it. But I'm curious, it's like, because the... Uh, the world in America is different than it is in Canada. So uh, did what we watched last night reflect at all uh, on what the reality is in Canada's music scene? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, with we've got The weekend and Justin Bieber and Alicia Cara um, and Kate Trianda, who won two Grammys last night. Yeah, but we don't um, have a lot of Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B. No, we've always been a little bit more more respectful, I think, of our sexuality. We we tend to be a little bit like the British, like, you know, like sex really hasn't been invented for us just yet. Um, we <laughs> Canadians don't like to, to titillate um, as much as the Americans do. You know, the Americans are brash, they're bold, they need the headlines. That's what everybody is, is 
kind of working on with the costumes and, and what they're going to say. You need to do this because if not, nobody will talk about you that night or the next day. And then it was all to be a waste. In Canada, it's almost like, please don't screw up. You know, yeah. please don't be the one that everybody talks about. So we tend to stay a little bit more in the shadows of what America wants to do, yeah. and and you know, both culturally and politically as well. But then it all depends on who you're talking to as well. Mm-hmm. If you're if you happen to be somebody from the black community and 15 years old and have been picked up by the police 15 times last year, you absolutely see what went on last night during the Grammys and go, yep. That's been my experience. You know what? In the show last night, they also highlighted uh, independent music venues uh, and had yeah. a lot of the, a lot of individuals from those different venues doing the award uh, presentation. That's a huge thing with music. Uh, what are you hearing in the industry about hopes for a resumption? I guess it depends on where you're living uh, for actual live concerts again. Yeah, here in Toronto, where I am, we've had 55 of about 200 venues shut down completely and forever. Um, all music starts off local. It, it doesn't matter if you're the next Justin Bieber or The Weeknd. You start small and you work your way up. You start playing those those small venues in front of four people and the bartender in order to just get your experience. Calgary, Edmonton is no different. Yeah. You know, where they're, they're going to be suffering. There's going to be a huge backlog of artists that aren't going to have a lot of shows because they just simply can't book everybody at the same time. And that's not even to say anything about those artists that have completely left the industry because they really can survive during this pandemic in the first place. Yeah, so it'll be it interesting to see in the next year what happens. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't put a damper on that new music coming up, but obviously maybe it's a, a pause and a hiccup, but uh, you and probably a, a lot of other people just begging for a moment of being at a concert that's hot and sweaty and loud and almost even gross, but cool. Yeah, you, you know what, though? As long as there's really angry, hurt teenagers with a guitar, there'll always be new music coming out. And right. that's the really saving grace out of all of it. You bet. Eric Alper, it's been fun uh, talking to you, getting some of your perspectives. And uh, as a dinosaur, I appreciate you letting me into this world a little bit. Thanks. <laughs> Great. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon.